You're listening to a podcast from River City Church of Jacksonville, Florida. For more audio and video podcasts, visit rccjax.com. We have three people, four people now already. We're up to four. Casey Metcalf in the middle of the service felt like I'm supposed to be baptized. And so we're excited that you're part of the candidates right now. Uh, Krishan Sanders is also somebody who came this morning, is going to be baptized, who wasn't planning on it. Misha Demps and Amelia Packard, you were the shoe-ins. So everything was built around you guys, but it has grown since then, and we're very excited about that. And I suspect as I share the gospel this morning, the good news of Jesus Christ, there'll be some other people who uh, also come forward. If you're a child, we know you want to be baptized. Like 10 of you came to me and talked to me about wanting to get in the pool. I know. Well, you know, this is kind of like driving. You need parental consent. And, and uh, we don't want to dunk or baptize anybody until we've, we, we do have things in place where we can, uh, where chill, where we can understand and we can, uh, to the best of our ability, make sure that children that we're baptizing uh, as a statement of faith and proclamation to the church of where their heart is, have made a commitment to follow Jesus, have the indwelling spirit living within them, and understand their sin and depravity, and they're ready to go for it with Jesus. And so we don't want to just, none of this is flippant, even though for adults that's easier uh, for us, and so we're going to leave room for that to happen today. So if your child wants to be baptized, we'd love for that to happen. They, meet, they need to meet with Miss Amy Gay, who will walk them through those steps and make sure that they're ready, because it's something that we do take very seriously. We love baptisms at River City Church. It's one of our favorite services because it's a celebration. You know, this is what baptism is. It's a celebration. It's a big party. I'm coming over here so I can see. See, I can watch you guys. I trust you. I'm just coming over here so I can watch you. All right. All right. So I can speak to you guys. And so, so baptism, it's a celebration. It's a celebration that we're a family. It's a celebration of what God's doing in our church. It's a celebration and a reminder that God is on the move. At River City Church, you know what we say? We say that there's one measuring stick. There's one thing that we look at that helps me keep my job. You know what that is? Is lives and people who are living differently. A transformed life is what we say is most important for us to keep River City Church open. As long as God is transforming lives, and what I mean by transformation is like people who are living in one way, jacked up, lonely, broken, like... Like they're walking like this. Whoa, something's wrong in my life. I don't know what it is. And then all of a sudden they meet Jesus and they're like, oh, this feels much better. I like the way Jesus feels in my life. I want to serve and love him. That's what a transformed life looks like. Jacked up leg like this. Whoa, what's wrong with my leg? And then I'm normal now because Jesus loves me and I love Jesus. And so when we talk about transformation, we talk about people living differently. And baptism is where we celebrate people who have chosen to receive Jesus into their life. And they've come to Jesus with a broken life or a broken leg or messed up life. And Jesus says, I love you. You've been deceived, but I love you. I want to fix you. I want to bring you into my family. And they go, I want that. I want that. And you accept Jesus to come and live in your heart. And as you do that, you then say, what's the next step? Baptism. The visible expression of what God has done invisibly in our heart. We baptize people as adults who have the indwelling Holy Spirit. They have the Holy Spirit living in them. Those are the people that we're to baptize. That's the sign. That's why we baptize and dedicate babies as children. We don't know if they have the Holy Spirit or not. There's no way we can know. There's no possible way. 
But we do that with the expectation that God is going to give them a great opportunity through our family to make a decision one day for themselves to follow him, to serve him. Not just think correctly about him, but to actually live for him to serve him and to love him. And that's what baptism is about. It's about us celebrating together as a family. Now, when I was looking at this, I was reading about this and I was looking at different passages I could teach on that I could make funny and make exciting for the little people. And I came across the first baptism, the very first baptism of the Gentiles. Oh yeah, that's us. That's you. Say, I am a Gentile. Say, I'm a Gentile. Okay, church, I'm a Gentile. Lucky for you, Acts 10 happened. And for me, or I'd have nothing to preach on right now, and we'd all be wearing yarmulkes, all right? Or beanie things, I don't know what they're called. All right? But baptism in Acts 10, there's this story, right? It's the story of the meat sheet. What's that, Ren? It's the meat sheet. You never heard the story of the meat sheet? The meat sheet is in Acts 10. Whenever Peter's praying and down, he's hungry. He's up on the rooftop and he's hungry. He's like, oh, I'm so hungry. What happens when you're hungry? What do you start doing? You start thinking about food, don't you? So God sees Peter's heart. He's like, oh, he's hungry. I'm going to teach him. I'm going to teach him through his tummy. And so God lowers down the meat sheet. This sheet that has food on it. Food that Peter's never eaten before that he's not supposed to eat. And God lowers the meat sheet down, speaking to Peter's tummy. And he says, Peter, get up and eat. And Peter says, no way, Hosanna. I'm not doing that. No. Where do you think that phrase came from? Acts 10. That's the Gentile version of, all right, here we go. And so Peter goes, but Lord, he's thinking, he's like, I'm not allowed to eat those animals because I'm Jewish and those animals aren't cleaned right. They're, they're dirty animals. So I can't eat the meat that's on the sheet. And God says, get up, kill and eat, Peter. Three times he does it. Peter says, no, Lord, I can't do it. I can't do it. And get up, Peter. I can't do it, Lord. I'm so hungry, though. Well, get up and eat. Peter doesn't do it. And the Lord says, everything, everyone is what he really was saying. But he said, everything that I clean is no longer common. Everything that I touch that was untouchable is now touchable. Everybody who thinks that they are not worthy of my love because they're messed up, they're alone, maybe they struggle with alcoholism or drinking too much, maybe they even hurt people. Maybe they've even been hurt by lots of people. Maybe they have been stealing stuff. Maybe they are just kind of, you know, people like that. And you meet people like that and you're like, oh, they need Jesus. Those people need Jesus. Or maybe sometimes you're like that and you run through your mind. I'm not worthy. I don't deserve God's love. I can't be used by God. What good am I? And God says, you're good because I've touched you and I've made you clean. Ah, you're good. You're useful to me because of what I've done. You're good. You're loved because my love can reach everybody. My family has a spot for you. 
There's a seat today at River City Church for you that I'm calling you to be a part of. You see, people have come this morning and they're expecting to leave the same way they came. Never to return, some of you. But there's a seat this morning that Jesus prepared, that he's gotten ready. There's a pool this morning that Jesus died to allow you to be a part of. A family that you're being invited into. So that there's nobody in this room this morning that is with excuse. There's nobody that's allowed the luxury of feeling like I'm allowed to be isolated. I'm allowed to be lonely. There's nobody in the room this morning that could say, I drink too much to be a part of God's family. I'm too greedy. I'm too broken. I'm too unlovable. My life is too messy. Jesus has redeemed everyone and everything on the meat sheet. And all of us were up there at one time. Because of the work of Jesus Christ, he has made it possible for us to no longer be considered common, but be considered saints. Righteous, pure, holy, perfect in the sight of God. That's the invitation of baptism this morning for everybody who would choose and want to be a part of it. You see, Peter, after this happened, he went to this guy who was a centurion. He was an army leader. He probably killed lots of people. And he was in charge of people that had probably killed lots of people who had probably killed people who followed Jesus. Yeah, that's who Peter was coming to talk to. That is the Gentile that we are like. Jesus killers. That's what Acts 10 is all about. That's what the story is all about. And so Peter goes to this guy's house. And you know what the guy does? He gathers all his friends. He gathers all his family. Peter walks in the house and there are all these Jesus killers. People that love killing, people who love loving Jesus. That's how bad they were. But God says, my love's big enough for this. Watch what I'm getting ready to do. And this is, what, this is what Peter says. It says he opens his mouth, and the first thing that comes out of his mouth is this. I understand that God shows no partiality. No partiality. And what that means is that we're all equal. We're all the same. God's love is for everybody. But in every nation, anyone, everyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. And then Paul, or Peter, continues to say, As for the word that he sent to Israel, preaching good news of peace through Jesus Christ, because he is Lord of all, you yourselves know what happened through all Judea, beginning from Gentiles, from Galilee, after the baptism that John proclaimed, how God anointed Jesus. Now, Peter's, now he's, getting, he's just telling the basic story of who Jesus is, the work of Jesus. He's just laying it out there, just like I am now, just saying it real simple-like. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit, with power. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we are witnesses of all that he did, both in the country of the Jews and Jerusalem, but they put him to death by hanging him on a tree. But God raised him on the third day and made him to appear, not to all the people, but to us who have, who have been chosen by God as witnesses, who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. 
And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one appointed by God to be judged of the living and the dead. To him, all the prophets bear witness and everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of their sins through his name. So that's what Paul says. That's all he says. He wasn't like funny. He wasn't creative. He wasn't cool like me. He didn't do any, he wasn't any of those things. He's like, this is just what I've seen. This is who Jesus is. He did good things. He was empowered by the spirit. He did all these things. And guess what? Everyone in the house, everyone in this house and everybody right here, he, Paul said, or Peter says the same thing to you today. If you believe this, you receive this and you follow Jesus, your sins are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. And this is, this is the cool part of the story. You know what happens next? This is crazy. I mean, this is what happens next. While Peter was still saying these things. So Peter didn't even get finished. God was like, blah, 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 right? While he's still going on, God sends the Holy Spirit, boom, on all who heard the word. And the believers from among the circumcised who had come with Peter were amazed. Those were all the Jewish people that had come with Peter. All the people that were chosen by God were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out even on the Gentiles. Who are the Gentiles? We are. We are. We are. are. And this was the first time in the history of the whole world that God had poured out a spirit like this on people other than the Jewish people, other than the people that he had chosen. And God's telling us that my love, my kingdom, being a part of my family is for everybody. For they were, Holy Spirit was poured out even on the Gentiles. For they were hearing them speaking in tongues and extolling God. You know what speaking in tongues is? Yeah, it's like another language that happens. Whenever the Holy Spirit comes, sometimes one of the gifts we get is the gift of tongues. And it makes us connect with God in a supernatural, super powerful way. It's one of the things that happens when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And Peter said... Can anyone withhold water for baptizing these people who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? They're just like us. We spoke in tongues too at Pentecost. They're, they're, they, they're doing the same things that we are doing. Surely we're supposed to baptize them. And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked him to remain for some days. So here we see in this story the power of the Holy Spirit, the importance of the Holy Spirit, and understanding that when we receive Jesus, we think correctly about God. That's really important to believe the right things about God, to understand the right things about God. But what qualified them for baptism? Was it thinking correctly? No, it was being filled with the Holy Spirit, period, end of story. Being filled with the Holy Spirit. And so we see this pattern developing that those who are filled with the Spirit will do naturally supernatural things like speaking in tongues, like healing, doing things that the rest of the world can't do that testify to the power of God's love in their life, that become the visible sign of what God is doing on the inside of us. The other thing that happens when the Holy Spirit comes is it changes our heart. And so we go from being like, to like, what song is that? Smurfs. I know it's a new movie. Kicked off. I was, Papa Smurf was like the folks in my day. 
So glad that came back. But anyway, and so we go from being angry or hurt or wounded to being like, boom, I love Jesus in the world and everybody around me. That's the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, all those. That's the fruit. That's the fruit of the Spirit. And so we see when the Holy Spirit comes and lives in us, we have an internal transformation and we begin to move the power of the Spirit externally. Those are the people that are baptized because they have the indwelling spirit. Those are the people that we celebrate with because they have been changed and transformed. Will there be times where they slip and they fall and they struggle? Absolutely, absolutely. That's why we share this together as a family so that when they do stumble, when they do fall, we'll point back to today and say, remember when you were baptized? I committed that day to love you, to walk with you, I cleared a seat next to me for you to be a part of my family. And so this celebration is for everyone and anyone this morning who wants to be a part of Jesus' family, who desires to serve him and love him, who has the Holy Spirit and dwelling in them, bursting to get out through the power and the gifts of the Spirit, but also through the love of the Father and internal transformation that occurs through the fruit of the Spirit. And this morning, so far there's four, but the invitation, there's five now. Jody just said there's five. There's five now that we're going to welcome to come down front and walk through this card, make a public profession of their faith, and then we're going to baptize them. So why don't you all come down, come down here. And anybody else who would like to be baptized, who's above this height or below, above this height right here. No, who's not in kids' crew. Anybody who would like to be baptized, who believes and follows Jesus. Awesome. Lisa. Come on. Look at all these people. Yeah, just stand up here. You don't have to sign anything. He's like, do I have to sign anything? No. <laughs> just your life away to Jesus. All right. But you can think it. All right. So who were the original three? Right here. Christian, how's your how's name? Krishan, Amelia, and Misha. And we've added to the numbers. Come on. Don't be shy. Let me get a mic. Where are you going? It's too late now. They're locked in. Is there anybody else? This is how you know. Your heart's probably racing a little bit right now. You're feeling like, oh, I, I'm supposed to be up there, I think. I'm not sure, though. I'm a little hesitant. Well, just know there's room for you as well. Feel up. You can come at any time. You're out there. I know you're out there. I can just feel it. In the force. I'm just kidding. All right, here we go. Does everybody have a card? So we're going to walk you through this. Does everyone have a card? All right. I'm going to say these parts, and then you have to say, I do. All right? And then at the end, I'll just walk down the line and you'll say, My name is so and so, and I follow Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, or something to that sort, okay? All right. Baptism is a sign of the new birth given to us by the Spirit. Going down into the water is a picture of dying to one's old way of life, and coming out of the water is a picture of being raised with Christ to walk in newness of life. On behalf of the whole church, I ask you, do you believe and trust in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, 
One God and three persons. Excellent. Do you reject the evil powers of this world and repent of your sin? Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior, put your whole trust in his grace and promise to serve him as your Lord with God's people in the church? You may now publicly declare your faith. Just say your name and that you follow Jesus Christ, whatever you want to say. My name is Casey Metcalf, and I follow Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Casey, what made you come up today? I'm not going to ask this to everybody. I'm just curious with the, newber, the newbies. What, is this, what happened? What prompted, what prompted you? Because I have never been baptized, for one. I was christened as a baby, but never been baptized. And every time I enter this church, I just the Holy Spirit comes over me. I have cried since the moment I walked in the door and didn't really realize you guys were even doing this today. There you go. Awesome. Okay. What's your name? My name's Christina Perez, and I... Where's the... Just read it. Just read Sorry. It. You can read it. It's a cheat sheet. And and I follow Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And why do you come forward this morning? Um, actually, it's pretty funny. We were running late, and we had no idea that uh, the baptism was today. And um, when we were singing, I just kept asking the Fall on Me song, um, Holy Spirit, Fall on Me. And I just was covered in goosebumps. And then when I found out that the baptism was going on, I was just like thinking, wow, that's a sign I'm supposed to do this today because I've never been baptized. Awesome. So. All right. Butch. Hi, my name, is, my name is Butch Tanner, and I follow Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Um, are you going to ask me? <laughs> yep. Um, it's, it's strange because this morning I woke up thinking about a transformation, and this is just, it fits. Awesome. That's the work of the Spirit right there, baby. Misha, you've known. My name is Misha Demps, and I follow Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Awesome. She was in our life course. Loved it. She was in the best group, number seven. My name is Lisa Vote, and I follow Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Why'd you come up? I felt led. Good enough. I love it. I love it. What's your name? My name is Amelia Packard, and I follow Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Awesome. Thank you. And Krishan. My name is Krishan Sanders, and I follow Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Awesome. Okay, so right now, we're going to, um, I'm going to baptize y'all, call you in one at a time, and now, this is the time, we're like, you get to scream and yell at church, if you've always wanted to, but feel like, I'm not going to be the awkward one up front, like, I want to dance, but I can't, like, everyone is going to be standing on their chairs, celebrating, yelling, screaming, and rejoicing when they come out of the water, because we believe this is the most powerful and exciting thing that we get to experience as a church, is being part of God's family, we're celebrating the greatest miracle, and that is a transformed life, and so when they come out of the water, you cheer for him let me get changed i know i was gonna say naked but we have visitors i'm not doing that and children thank you amy
Okay, now you guys all will say something then and you say, we welcome you into the Lord's family. And just before that, you say, we do, okay? You have witnessed this covenantal sign and seal of the righteousness that comes through the faith. This confession of faith has been given in the presence of many witnesses. We are under an obligation to help them grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, for together we are all the body of Christ. River City Church, do you pledge to do everything in your power to pray for them, to rejoice with them, to weep with them, and to walk with them in our journey in God's kingdom together? We do. God has received you by baptism into his church. We welcome you into the Lord's family. Woo! And so just now, we're going to sing another worship song. If you guys could come down, we're going to lay hands on them following the worship song. And as a church, we're going to pray for them together after the worship song. But you're welcome to come kind of forward now and fill up the space right here. Mm-hmm.